Today's show is brought to you by Hoopsters, the greatest basketball-themed board game ever. Actually, Coach, Hoopsters is sold out worldwide, completely sold out. So we've got a new sponsor tonight. Hmm. Um, oh, oh. Okay. hi, this is Coach. And if there's one thing that we can be sure that every true sports fan loves, it's beautifully designed wallpaper. That's right, Coach. Sports fans love beautifully designed wallpaper. And I'm not talking about those garbage prints at Sherwin-Williams. Hell no. I'm talking about the artfully designed patterns from our friends at Paperbird. Those rule. From geometric and modern to classic and vintage, these are the patterns that will set your walls apart. Plus, it's peel and stick wallpaper, so no more fussing with liquidy glues and brushes and stuff. Paperbird's wallpaper is easy to clean, safe, and non-toxic, just like Sports Wednesday. So head to paperbirdhome.com to get yours today. And tell them BMOC sent you. Good times. Okay, we're going to go ahead and do this in three, two, one, QBMOC. Oh my gosh, it's a new season, season five! Plus the doldrums of sports. That means we're trying out new bits for the show. It's not Monday. It's not Tuesday. It's Sports Wednesday! Sports Wednesday. Season 5 Overdrive is Sports Wednesday. Season 5 is Overdrive. Sports Wednesday. Digging that season five in overdrive should be the theme of the whole season. Welcome to Sports Wednesday. It's still sports talk for the medium fan, meaning we, we we know a medium amount of information about these things, and it doesn't stop us from talking for more than an hour about them. And if you're cool with that, we'll go ahead and have a show. My name is Pete Brown. I am the big man on campus. I do this show with a punk ass bitch and a bitch ass <laughs> punk. Let's see who's who. This guy. This guy. This guy is still smarting from the keg curling spanking he suffered this past weekend. It's the coach, basketball legend, Matt Longley. How are you, coach? It was rigged. I'm doing good. I'm going to try to figure out how I can get better at, at keg curling. Very good. Very good. You certainly need it. And this other guy. <laughs> that other guy. So excited. I watched him book a gig live right in front of my eyes. I can't wait till we announce it on the show. There's going to be a million people there. Million. The maestro, Brian Hank. How are you, maestro? Did I book a show? You did. You booked the a show. The whole night is it's a blur to me, and I don't know why. I think I was just exhausted from being up so early. But like mm-hmm. everything is just mm-hmm. fuzzy. It could yeah. it could have been those eight ABV beers I was drinking all night yes, long, too, but it's hard to say. Full of fun beers. I'm so totally, good. So good for totally Tuesday. Well, we're trying something different here. This is uh, season five. We we typically, after the Super Bowl, we have this little gap in time where until March Madness happens, there's, there's not too much uh, pressing in the world of sports to talk about. And I thought we'd try out some different uh, ideas. So like that. Uh, instead of instead of like having uh, Act 1, Act 2, Act 3, instead of having <laughs> the, morning, the commute. morning commute, the evening cute, yeah, instead of, you know, let's kick off, uh, we're just giving this show a theme. Oh. And the theme of this show, and I, I know it's going to send Twitter into a panic, uh, particularly right now in the live stream, 175,000 people oh, watching good night. the show is endings. <laughs> endings it's just a theme it's not a 
It's just a topic. It's all. Just a topic. It's just a topic. There's no, and, and, there's no underlining we, meaning. We'll unfold it. I'm sure we will. We'll unfold it. And I wanted to introduce the theme before I did the social media stuff, because here's the thing, fellas. Yeah. Yeah. You can, you can follow this show on Twitter at Sport Wednesday. You can. Great, great follow. And we were live tweeting during the Super Bowl, actually. That was a... Uh, we did great. Picked up a follower. <laughs> I did a breakdown of a coach's tweets versus mine. I had an engagement rate of about 97.9%. About 175,000 people liked my tweets. And, and, and what did two, I have? Two. I was tweeting as well. Were you? Maestro. I couldn't tell the difference between you two if you were tweeting. I could tell which ones were yours because they had misspellings in them. <laughs> That's true. I was going fast. It's Joe going hard Mixon. Fast. Mixon with an M. Not Dixon. Oh, that was Coach. I was more like uh, spurts with S-P-I-R-T-S instead. Yeah. Anyway, so Twitter, great follow at Sport Wednesday uh, over on Instagram and Facebook at Sports Wednesday. But here's the thing, fellas. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think it's time to end the TikTok experiment. TikTok's over. It's the first ending. Here's why. Why? Maestro uh, texted earlier this week. He's taken a, a TikTok break for all of February. Yeah. And Coach then revealed he's been off TikTok for some time. Yes, for quite some time. So my initial immediate thought was I could use all of February just to slag you two on TikTok. And then I'm like, you know, I also, I think it's bad for my brain. I lose time to it. And it's there's no data it's showing that the people who watch our TikToks turn into listeners. So it's true. That just means you should keep going. <laughs> I I feel like I feel like uh, it's time to end the TikTok, or I'll hand it off to one of you two guys. Unless unless for some reason you know we we start an OnlyFans account based on our Sports Wednesday dancing and our physique. Well, my BMOC OnlyFans is is taken off. Right, it's led to the whole creation of BMOC Plus, which is my <laughs> new streaming service. That's the first thing. for that. To you break can follow out. us on TikTok, but I'm not guaranteeing there's going to be any more. It might be a limited engagement, so you better get there soon. But you're right, Coach. I mean, you like you, you sit down to watch like two TikToks, and oh, then an hour has gone easily. by, and it's like junk food for your brain. Nothing. There's you know very little valuable things come to me through that platform. Yeah. I know. Occasionally, I you see a you, you see a good one, and you're like, "That was good." Yeah. And then well, you watch an hour 700 goes by. more that aren't. Yeah. Yes. It's it's a black so, hole. All right. What's not a black hole is ordering Sports Wednesday oh. merch. I know all of you listening just got Sports Wednesday merch for Valentine's Day. You're so excited. You want to spread the love. Next big holiday coming up. St. Patty's Day? St. Patty's Day. Do we Heck have yeah. any President's green merch? Day. Wait. President's oh. Day first. I don't know if we can get President's. it in time. I'd be cool if Maestro could do like the SW inside a, uh, a shamrock and then I'd put it on the clock. Mm. And it would be a limited edition Sports Wednesday, St. Patty's Day themed clock. Ooh. I got a question for ABMOC. Have you got a Shamrock Shake yet? I have not. Are they out? They're They're usually out by now. I know you had problems last year. The machines were broken everywhere, so. I did. I did have problems last year. And now my kids are out, and they're typically the ones that drive the Shamrock Shake thing. But, oh, I'll tell you guys this. Yeah, tell us. They're on the show sheet. Uh, I am going to Monday Night Raw in two weeks with my son. So we will get Shamrock Shakes as part of that experience. Nice. And here's the best part. Yeah. Floor seats, baby. You're Ooh. on the floor. You get the Hell full yeah. experience of the Raw. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I, I, you know, obviously haven't watched in about six months. I only watch when my son's home. But uh, now Ryback is the current champion. I knew Ryback. that. 
Good times. All right. Hey, what are you guys drinking? Oh, hey, we got to do our, first of all, what are we watching tonight? Uh-oh. Ohio Bobcats play. Coach, you watch that game? I watched the whole game. Uh, and uh, and we beat Miami by, uh, 13, let's say, 91-78. It was tied at half. But that game was tied at it half. It was 39 time. at Much half. Different. And uh, first half was all was all big cheese. He was, he was the only one doing anything. But the second half, um, Tommy Schmack got hot. He had 18 points tonight. Um, nice. And, Mark Sears came on. He closed the game. It was a good game. They they uh, Miami fought valiantly. They shoot the hell out of the three pointer, and they were hitting everything. That yeah. was the only reason why they were in yeah. that game. Um, I gotcha. Twenty second win tonight. Twenty two and four. Twenty two and four with five regular season games to go. I I think they get twenty five. We could end twenty seven and four. Unfortunately, two of those losses are to Toledo, mm-hmm. who we may see and in the tournament. They got their asses kicked tonight by Kent State, so that actually helps us weird. to have a chance. I know, it, Mac is weird. We are sitting right now in the in the top spot, so we would be the top seed if we if we win. Just got to stay out of a tiebreaker with Toledo. That's right. Uh, yeah, but great job by the Bobcats. Love the big cheese. I saw you tweeting about him. He always likes our tweets. Big cheese. Yep. We got to make big cheese like an official Sports Wednesday. Athlete. We really do. Like this. We really, and we need to All get right. him on the show. It would be great to get the big cheese on the yeah, show. Yeah, we'll give him some merch to some NIL. All right. Maestro, what are you drinking tonight? I'm drinking a Great Lakes Conway's Irish Ale. It's a seasonal. Oh, I love those. Oh, it's, yeah. it's caramely. It's got a nice kick, a little ABV, a little amber. It's a good, it's a good February, late February brewski. Mm. That's a, that is a great choice. It's a BMOC recommended beer. Looks delicious, Maestro. Mm-hmm. Uh, great brand. Great job. Great. Coach, how about I'm you? I'm drinking a North High High Five. I've had a couple of those. They're tasty, easy drinking. Um, it's fancy for me. That's I had to say that wheat beer that we bought over the weekend when we were keg curling. I was like, what's wrong with this? And then someone said hot dog water. I went, yeah. It was hot dog water. Like. Maestro didn't even take a sip of the Oh, yeah. he's like, I hate you. Save it for save it for the rants. Oh. All right. I got another ending here to announce oh, here on here the ending go. show. Uh, guess what I'm drinking tonight? PBR? I saw it looked <gasps> like a breeze. The last hams? Oh. <gasps> I'm drinking a hams, and here's what I'm ending. I'm ending a long con that never quite uh, took off. I don't know if you guys remember, probably six, eight weeks ago, Coach was drinking a hams. He's like, yeah, there was like one left. I don't know why I found it in the fridge. Yes. And and then I thought, oh, this is a great opportunity. And uh, that night, Coach's daughter was here hanging out with my daughter, and I said, listen, if I buy some hams, and then every time you're over, you take two and just put them in that fridge so your dad thinks that they're just replicating. Would you do that? And she was like, all in. I'll absolutely do that. So we did it once. I think we put two more hams in there. And then, but Coach sense. has never been, nope. he's never showed back up saying, No, I have them. He has them in his fridge. They're in my fridge now. Well, you brought them to Maestro's? Yes. yes. So and I they're... had like a 30 pack of them. And like the plan was this con would take place for like months, oh. right? And Coach would just keep thinking his fridge was magic. But then I was like, well, also he might start thinking like his younger boys are sneaking beers into the fridge or, you know. <laughs> and I just I just realized it was ill-conceived. So I was left with the ham. So I've been drinking these because I'm out of PBRs. And no, they're not, they're bad. not bad. And I also know... The Blue Jackets have a, a tough row to hoe to get to the playoffs, and if they don't, Maestro's going to I'm getting another 30-pack. Wait, do I have a bat? Right. Oh, boy. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's mm-hmm. not going to happen. 
What? All right, let's get uh, let's get into this theme a little more. We're gonna we're gonna talk about this. We're gonna talk about endings in a couple of different ways. Maestro, you got a riff to get us into this? I do. You guys ready? Yeah, let's do it. Endings, yeah. Endings. Nice. We're talking about ending things. We've so far ended the TikTok. We've ended the Ham's Long Con. What else are we going to end? Coach, do you see any way that con would have worked? You would have so figured it No, here's the deal. It, it worked originally because if Maestro, I don't, I, I know I took he, him out. And he he goes, actually oh God, was hams. like, I was like, I can't believe there's two still in there. That's amazing. That's what so he, he did say when he brought him over. I was perplexed. You were like, I, I could have sworn that these were gone, but I found a couple more, and then now they're here, and now there's 16 of them in there. Well, there you so have they it. They do replicate. A little bit of... Yeah, they do. So the slow con... The All right, let's... Con uh, work. I do, let's talk, did you guys... I, can I stop for a second? I do yes, like, yeah. BMOC, how you said that you thought maybe Coach would think that his boys were sneaking beers into the fridge. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that that happens. I think it's the other way around. I don't think that they would be sneaking beers into the fridge. I think mean, sneaking beers. Yeah, but out like when I was their the age, I had beers like in my trunk, and then my dad would move my car, and he'd be like, "I found these natty lights in your trunk," and I'd be mm. like, "Well, if you'd let me put them in the fridge, they wouldn't have to be there." Now I got you. I got you. All right, let's go. All right. Uh, so apparently there was a, a Super Bowl. Do you guys watch Super Bowl? I know that most of the hot takes have been played out, but I thought let's stop about that. The NFL season's over. The Cincinnati Bengals run has ended. Any final thoughts we want to share on the Super Bowl or the NFL season? I'm going to go to Maestro first. Excellent. Oh, wow. Uh, you know what? I've got to be honest. I haven't th even thought about the Super Bowl since I watched it because it was, I don't know. I, I kind of lost interest as the game was happening before me. I felt like, you know, I was excited and then it kind of got a little boring. And then like maybe because I was pulling for Cincy and they just didn't have it. But I don't know. Yeah, there was that long period in the second half. First, the Bengals came out and got that touchdown, but then all that momentum went away, and it was just neither offense was moving, and it was like who, whichever one can manage to put one drive together will win this game. And I felt like the two big scores of the game were sort of helped by bad calls, which kind yeah. of yeah. It just kind of bugged me a little bit. I don't know. Coach? Yeah, I mean, my, my, my take is really just overall, like the playoffs this year were – like every game was compelling. Like usually you're going to get one dog, yeah. but I don't think if, if we go through the playoffs and you ranked them in order, it'd be really difficult to say which one was the best game and the worst game because every game as Maestro loves felt like it came down to a kicker and yeah. they were all like white knuckle all the way through the fourth quarter. So, I mean, as a football fan, the, the playoffs were fantastic. The Super Bowl, you're right. There there were moments that were good. The refs did play a part in it. But, I mean, overall, think about the Super Bowls we had in the 80s that were such dog shit. They were always blowouts. They were never good. Um, we're getting spoiled with some really good games. I think you're right. Yeah. I think the playoffs were so good that, yeah, the, I mean, the actual – It's Super hard Bowls. to top, you know, that KC, you know – KC in Buffalo. I mean, that game is insane. And then KC Cincy and the yeah. Rams Tampa Bay. Like, think about it. You could just keep going down the list of just how great those games were. I will say this too. The, I mean, there were some ticky tack calls there at the end. Mm -hmm. 
And my friends on my separate Cincinnati thread are convinced that is what decided the game. Right. The Bengals were not moving the ball. They they could have overcome the right. You know what I yes. mean? Um, but it did seem like the refs were like letting them play until, until the last two minutes, like two minutes left. Like, yeah. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. So let me ask you this coach. And I want to just transition then into this idea of endings in sports, because I, we talked a lot about that Kansas city Buffalo game as one of the greatest ever right. endings of a game. Uh, so, so your charge and the endings theme was, what, who's done endings well in sports? Were there great games or great seasons or great careers that ended well? Like, as I was thinking about this, I was like, yeah, you know, everyone's like, is Brady retiring? He's not retiring. And then once we like, he retired, it's like, I didn't care to see him give a speech about his retirement. I just no. needed to know if he was retiring or not. If it's official. Know? And then that that one, uh, the Rams left tackle, Whit. Yeah, Whitworth or... I, I I don't know if he's announced this. I think he is, oh, think right? He but is, he won yeah. Walter Payton Man of the Year. He's been playing forever, and he just won a Super Bowl. I think he's like it's this not going to get. Yeah, it's not going to get any better than that. But he kind, so what did yeah. what did you had endings in sports? What came up for you? I mean, I kind of focused on on really on players because it felt like the the big talk was Aaron Donald like dropped a bomb like right before the Super Bowl and said that if they win, he might think about retiring. And this is a guy that legitimately is the best football player in football right now. So I kind of focused on like, and we all will thinking about sports people that finished well and ones that did not. And I'll start with the ones that I think finished well, like, and you guys can kind of nod your head or see if you agree, but like one of them is easy. Or we could like shrug our shoulders. Absolutely. Cause it makes great podcasting, but um, Mm -hmm. some of the greats, like there's three of them that I think left and they're opinionated, but like Bill Russell left, he left after he had just won his 11th championship and he got out. He was like maybe 30 years old. Like he was a young man. And really? But he, he was, he was young. With the Celtics? Yes. He those championships? So he won those championships. And he's now, he's got like a gray beard now. I was yeah. like, I can't even think of what he would have Without like a, Yes. So he won 11, he left after his 11th championship and he's considered one yeah. of the statesmen of of basketball. And then you've got um, Ted Williams, which may be one of my favorite exits of all time. His last swing of the bat was a home run. This is the greatest hitter of all time. Hits a home run. People talk about it all the time in baseball. What a great ending. Like that's a, he didn't win a championship, but that's, that's Teddy ball game. And then you've got, can we, can I, can I just jump in here before we leave Teddy ball? Yes. And then he got frozen mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then the machine freezing him broke and he melted. And so they just, they just removed his head yes. and froze his head. Yes. So now he's got a frozen head. And that was the last I heard about it. Right. So his head might be frozen somewhere. Oh, it is. It's pr- waiting for us to, to oh, wait, learn this is how legit? to attach it to a row. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh wow. This is legit. He, he was going to go in a cryo freeze. When he died, there was this huge controversy with his estate and his oh family God. and some people. He, there was like somebody, had ri- he had written on a napkin, when I die, freeze me, thinking future doctors will be able to kind of cure him. <laughs> but now future doctors not only have to cure his death, they It'll have to figure out how to reattach a head body. to a body. So it's like Mr. Burns or whatever from Simpsons. Future, future Simpsons. I, I believe the show Futurama had his head in there along with his head yeah, is there. his head in there along with Nixon and a few others. But he definitely his head was definitely in that show. 
but but think about this. What a great ending. Holy oh, cow. God. And he comes Having back. your head removed and frozen. And then he and comes back disgust. and hits another home run. <laughs> oh, my God. You're like, yeah, people talk about his last home run. No, they talk no, about that's his true. God frozen. damn it, Pete. I completely the forgot about Ted's that. So now I'm going to take, take him <laughs> off my great endings. That's not a because technically he hasn't ended yet. He is still in progress. So the how Ted gets his groove back <laughs> is going to be a medical miracle. I can't wait to see it. Um, but those are some examples. All right, who else you got? So Coach? those are some of the good ones. Another one that pops up is Barry Sanders. He got a lot of grief for leaving when, when he was at the top, but man. He was so good. He saw the writing on the wall. The Lions were bad. I don't think he wanted to just yeah. chase it with some other team. But then there's always the, the the flip side of the coin. And I we could have a podcast just about all of the bad endings. But here are some big ones. Brett Favre. Brett Favre is the classic, I destroyed my legacy with my how I ended things. Now, do you remember? Remind us here, because he went to the Vikings. Yes, now, you remember. Do you season. remember his last he's playoff game? Yeah, didn't they go to the NFC Championship do you, game? Do you know what lost? his last pass in an NFL playoff game was? It was an interception. It was a pick it? six. Yeah. <laughs> it ended the game. Oh, nice! And he nice. could have left after that, but he wanted to come back, and he went five and eight with the Vikings. Uh, put on his Wrangler jeans, then took his Wang out of his Wrangler jeans. Um, not a good ending for Brett Favre. Um, yeah. And then, wait, what's the Wang business? Did he get in trouble he took taking a picture his of his locker Wang? room stuff? I thought it was locker oh, room stuff remember. with the journalist. He sent it to like a reporter, mm-hmm. right? Here's your story, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he and Roethlisberger can text They'll each be, other. They will be great in retirement. Is yours great? Mine's great. Take a look. <laughs> I haven't even color corrected it. Mine's gray. Yeah, and then there's just like. There's sad endings like Michael Jordan. My last vision of Michael Jordan yeah. is in that stupid wizard uniform. And then then Patrick Ewing. Joe Namath as a, as a, ram. a ram. Willie Mays is a Met. You know, and you the, it goes on. Jerry Rice is a Seattle Seahawk. Wait. Oh, I didn't know. Oh that. yeah. Patrick Ewing as that. a like, Seattle Supersonic. Oh, I love the Sonics. Oh, did not too. know that either. But let me ask you this, Coach. Mm-hmm. If you're a really good player like Barry Sanders but you've been on a garbage team. What do you think of this idea of like going to a good team for uh, a year or two at the end, trying to get a championship? So like that, that I was thinking about that. Like, you know, the guys that go ring chasing and, and they, there's something to that, but there's also something to Barry, Barry Sanders and his legacy of being with one team. I think he just didn't yeah. want to, he didn't want to bother with that. I don't think he thought it was authentic. I le- legitimately think yeah. that Barry Sanders thought this is the team that drafted me. If I don't win with them, I don't want to win at all. I, I don't, it, Do you guys think there's like a financial number of I've made this much money, so now anything I decide is basically because I want to? Yeah, definitely. I like. I wonder what that number is. You yeah. know, he seemed like he had a plan. He's a reasonable no. guy. Like, like why, that guy didn't waste his why money. Why is Manny Ramirez playing baseball in Australia right now? I, Does he need the money? I think he needs the money. Hmm. I also think he's chasing one more one more cup of coffee in, in major leagues and thinks thinks he can he's got a number he's close <laughs> to. I think he thinks he can get I feel like he's near a, a number that he thinks he can get back and hit twenty more home runs. Hmm. I don't know. He possibly could. So coach, what are your thoughts on Peyton Manning? 
Well, you mean the way he left and went to Denver and won uh, a Super Bowl? I mean, yeah. I, so integral to that Super Bowl effort was Peyton. Manning. Well, the, the, I mean, the, the, not like, that defense at all. The year before, I mean, he was like, he was yeah. lights out. Mm-hmm. And that second year, yeah, he just, when he played for Denver, he can't, he couldn't turn his head to the right. The second, the second year, the first year, he yeah. was he was lights out. I think he threw for forty touchdowns. I mean, he was mm-hmm. really good. But he played that whole second year hurt, and that defense is the only reason why he got that that second Super Bowl. But I don't. I mean, I'm not. I'm. I'm I don't judge if you go if you go trophy hunting. Good for you. But it's usually. Do you that, think? Do you think him going to Denver like? if you compare it to Barry Sanders, who said, this is my team. I'm, you know, if I can't do it with them, I'm not, I'm just going to be done. Do you think he tarnished his legacy going to Denver at all? And even no. Brady for that matter. No, cause I don't, I don't, I don't, I mean, I, I, I think that's what Barry Sanders thought. I don't believe in that. I think guys should get what they should get. Like, like Peyton Manning. Let me ask you about Andrew Luck. Since we're on Colts court. Yes. Do you think he really thought like I'm not going to be healthy if I continue to play? Oh, he absolutely thought that. I think he. Do you remember when like he was like a rookie and there was this this video came out? He gets sacked and he'd hop up and be like, "Great hit, man! Great yes. hit!" Yes, he would. He maybe would. shouldn't have been embracing those hits so much. <laughs> I think I think he was a broken man and saw. Uh, and his dad is and that was. Uh, yeah, was I, a lot I, of Oliver guys. Luck? Yeah, Oliver during Luck that time too. There was. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. There was a lot of guys in the NFL around that time that were like saying, I'm done. You know, I think that was a bit of a trend. And I think he probably was looking at it going, you know what? I think this is probably a good move. And, you know, and sometimes we, we don't realize some of these guys don't love football as much as we think they love football. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like Andrew Luck was just really good at it and it, it got him a free education. It got him a, you know, we, we just assume because they're at the highest level and that, but they've been playing this game for so long and they've had people yeah. around them and they're really good at it, but I, that doesn't mean that they love it. It just means it's something That's, that makes them a shit ton of money. That is, and, that is such a great uh, commentary because I think you're right. You know, these guys are like, wait, I've played five years. I've got my sort of, NFL yeah. pension. I've made like fifty million dollars. Yeah. I've got two little kids. I can walk right now. Yeah, and I can, you know, and you start to see the writing on the wall. Like one more injury, and I'm, you know, be paralyzed. I feel like at that level, it's all about the routines and habits that you've developed. Right, right. their lives are kind of controlled by it. Right, and even baseball players too. It's like they every day they long through. You know, they just yes. do the same thing over and over. And, 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 you know, like the the rarity is that, you know, guys like Tom Brady that eat, breathe and sleep the competitive spirit. And, and that's that's an anomaly, like not just because he's yeah. good at it, but just because of, you can tell that's all he knows. But that's not everyone. And I think maybe he was Andrew- quoted today as saying, I am a backup JV uh, parent. quarterback okay. parent. Yeah, <laughs> parent. That's my skills. That's my skills right now. I love it. Well, once he stops kissing his kids on the lips, that'll be Oh, oh here we go. Great Dix. Oliver just, Luck. Yes. Ray Dix and kissing lips. Oliver Luck went to Cleveland St. Ignatius, by the way. Oh. Uh, for, for high school. And uh, I always used to confuse him with Lynn Dickey. Oliver Luck, Lynn Dickey. And Lynn Dickey 
went to Kansas State. Yes, he did. And that's why we're going to talk about endings in music, Maestro. Huh? This was this, I just I just threw some that was vague a, questions at you. Like that, that was a crazy segue. <laughs> I love the segue. It's well played. All right, endings in music songs. Yeah, I you know when I first read this, I was like, "What's he doing?" But then as I started digging into it, I was like, man, there's so many great endings. Like we yeah. could spend a whole podcast talking about endings. I mean, you got your classic rock, classic endings. You got your, you know, your punk rock songs. I was listening to all kinds. of. It was f- funny because I was just going, oh, what's this song? And I would re- go all the way to the end and listen to the last. <laughs> just the end. Yeah. Minute or 30 seconds. But um, there are some tremendous endings in there. And it's what's interesting is that the best, some of the best songs ever, ha- it's partly because of their ending. You know, they are like the perfect song. So they got yeah. the perfect intro. They got the big, yeah. you know, the big bridge, big chorus, and they've got the the big outro. And so you start to see that similarity of great, a great song has a great ending. So, and it sticks the landing. That's right. So um, I remember in the eighties, a lot of songs, they just faded oh, out at the end. I hated oh, yeah. that. I swear, like in concert, do they just <laughs> sing <laughs> <in the> quiet? <laughs> <laughs> So what do you got, my sir? Give me what songs do you think really have great endings? Well, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start with sort of your classic songs, classic rock songs, and then but I'm gonna go then to go into the ones that that really move me. Okay. Um, but if you think about classic rock and the, the songs that are that are played every day on your classic rock station, so you've got like ACDC Highway to Hell, you know? Oh, highway to hell. Um got Zeppelin, Stairway to Heaven. You know, those are like they kind of have these big endings and then they kind of wind down with the singer saying something is common there. Um, the who won't get fooled again. Oh yeah. It's your classic yes. big bang, 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 which then, you know, Van Halen kind of built on that, but doing like hot for teacher. Um, the big finish. Then when you get into the nineties, these are the ones Wait, that how I does think hot, sort hot of for register age. with me a little bit more. You got your smells like teen spirit. Um, Epic by Faith No More with the piano. Okay, you yes. Know, Nine Inch Nails closer. Yes. Um, those those kind of songs I love. But um, Alice in Chains, Metallica, that Fade to Black. So the, if you ever if you ever listen to Fade to Black, that's one of the classic endings because it's like the last two minutes of the song. It's like an eight minute song. Yeah. But then when it goes into that outro part, it's like the last two minutes. Yeah. People lose their minds in that song. Um, the Beatles, of course, they've got two super classic endings. You've got um, The End, which was their very last song okay. on um, Abbey Road, which mm-hmm. just ends mm-hmm. on that C mm-hmm. note. And then it goes to like two minutes of silence. And just like their, their even bigger classic e- ending is... Uh, a day in the life with that big cacophonous ending. And then it goes into that piano chord of the C. Yeah. I mean, that's probably, if you think about the most epic ending, that's probably the one that most people think about. So any questions so far, you think about those nineties endings, which I like, which I I'll play you the one that, that sort of stands out for me. Yeah. um, Honestly, when I, when I think about, Super, super endings. You know, the classic ones would be like the Beatles, The Day in the Life with their big 
cacophonous ending and then the, you know, the orchestra building up and all the dissonant notes. And then they hit that beautiful C that rings out for literally, I think three minutes. Like yeah. they just kind of let it go to, to black. I think that's a, a super classic ending. Then you got the, the crazy other classic rock ones like hotel California. People oh yeah. Think oh that yeah. It goes on and on and on. Yeah. Pretty awesome. Queen, Bohemian Rhapsody. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. Do you have any uh, any any Nothing. punk rock examples that Coach might be able to connect to? No, I don't. He's not lit- heard any of these songs that you've mentioned. So, <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I, I did mention like Epic by Faith No More. Yeah. Um, another great one is that the Prince song. Let's let's um, let's go crazy. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. He solos out like where it's like it just stops. He's like. You know, people didn't know that Prince could play guitar like that until that song, and it's fucking great. So can I say, Maestro, I'm picking up a theme where a good ending for you is like where you take all of the themes that you've established in the song and you just do something really cool with them, as opposed to like a... Like the abrupt. I mean, I will say, you know, I fancy myself a songwriter, so I do like a song that sort of starts a certain way and ends a certain way. Like if they can make a perfect circle... Where they start and there's a cool riff, and yes. can end on that same riff, but it? it's, a, it's a different shade of the riff. It's heavier, or it's just like wilder. And there's yeah, the drummer and the singer, or like see, or the song might have started with just the riff, but then it's built up, and you're like losing your mind because the drummer and the, the BMOC PBR song does exactly what you just described for sure, for sure. Because I'm going to tell you like exactly what you're saying is is especially seeing anything live. And exactly what you described, which is the, it starts off with, it's like a catchy riff or something where the song starts off and you know it. And then everything in the middle of the bridge and everything, but then at some point it just, it kicks into it and it turns it to another level. And then when it plays out, and especially when you're live, like it builds up that, you know how that feeling Mm -hmm. is. It builds up that like energy and you're like, oh, here they go. Here it is. And it just, and then when it just ends and it's just like slam, yeah, they slam I, it down. I feel like, like that's, that was something that like in my research today, it feels like that was something that came out of the nineties. Like, I don't think people realize mm-hmm. there's some powerful music in the nineties. I mean, there's some bad stuff too, but like a lot of that, that sort of build up, sort of yeah. lose your, lose your mind, rock out outro. Like anything you know, Helmet did would be like that. Helmet. Yeah. 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 So the song I'm going to play for you. Um, which you'll be surprised about because I've never actually I don't think I've ever played this on the show. But as nice. I was listening to this band, they do it a lot and they do it probably they do it probably the best. Nice. Um, but I'm going to play this. And I'll see if you guys get it. <laughs> Oh, that's Rage. Is that Rage Against the Machine? Yeah, it's Rage Against the Machine. It's Bulls on Parade, which actually was an early 90s song. We were still at OU, I think, when that song Uh, Yes. Um, But that's how the song begins. It's got like a wah-wah. Yes. But then it's just this this really cool, you know, rap rock song. But then at the end, it's that same riff, but it's the drums, and he he is just like, Bulls on Parade! You just want to just run through a brick wall and i just that's just yeah i did i dig that 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 to me is that's how 
if it were up to me, that's how all songs would end. I know. That, the, that song, if you were to see it live, I would think oh, you would probably blown. be losing your shit. I would but like, they've got, you know, Gorilla Radio's kind of like that. They've probably got a dozen songs that are that sort of formula. Yes. But it's, it's great. Like, they just do it so well. So I'm going to ask BMOC a question because I think this is something he's, and I'm not. So I, I have no idea how this answer should go, but I want you to tell me what is, because I know you're a huge Floyd fan, but what's mm-hmm. one Pink Floyd song that you think ends, I don't know if it's uniquely or, or it's just a beautiful ending. Like it's not classic, yeah. but it's a beautiful ending. It tough. That's a tough question because what Pink Floyd did yes. right, is all of their songs went right into the next one. Mm-hmm. So they roll right? into it, right? Right, exactly. And so, like, uh, I think this is on Dark Side of the Moon, and I can't remember what song it is that it kind of goes, you know, and it ends, and then it just starts with all of the clocks going off to start time. There you go, yeah. So, like, the ending is the beginning of a new song. That's immediately like, like um, jump to mind. I also like the Doors, and they have a song called "This Is the End," which I like because it just makes it clear that that's. The end. <laughs> I was going to say you, that you too. You guys know I struggle I with the social had that, cues. I had that listed too because the Doors and the Beatles both have a song called "The End." Although I do feel like the Beatles, like they had earned the right to have a C note play for three minutes. I think they're like, allowed to. An up and coming band, they would be like, "What the fuck are you doing?" We're stretching the limits. That's nice. Maestro, I like that you learned something and you played it for us. That's awesome. And by the way, you did book a, a, a gig for May in Cleveland. We're, we're really looking forward to it. So you got to start thinking about what you're going to play. You oh, play yeah, Chef's Place. Yeah, I do have to. And I, I have been be thinking acoustic? about that um, I don't know. Do you need Coach and I to background anything? or? No, yeah, I, can... I do want it to be legit, though. Like, I, like you know, I, I've... I've talked about, you know, I did some stuff for Chef like at a trade show and it was, I just kind of I remember procrastinated that. and didn't really do a great job. So I was I feel there like, for that. Yeah. I feel, like I, I feel like I need to do, like I'm, <laughs> if I'm going to do it, I want to do it like it would be, because I played I a show fun. at like um, the Tree Bar, like a solo set and I I put some time into it. I'd like to do something like that. So maybe it's, then a, do it. It, maybe it's electric guitar and acoustic guitar, but it, it's, electric. I want it to be legit. Make it electric. Maybe like half half original, half cover, like kind of mixed in, but thought through. But May. Well, we're all coming for it. We're bringing the show. And of course, Cleveland is like our third largest market after France. They love us. Tampa. (laughs) Tampa? Tampa and Switzerland. (laughs) So, yeah. Nice job there on song endings, Maestro. I really like that. Actually, it kind of gave me insight into you as a songwriter. Do you remember that song? That you did on that on on the EI album, and it was like it was based on Dexter, and it was like out of control that one. Mm-hmm. And you had that. that kind of cool electronic song, and went like boop, and that's how you ended it. It was so cool. That was like it's probably still my all time favorite. If I could find that CD, I'll drop it in a post, but I won't find it. You will. I will say honorable mention for for a great song, also from the nineties, is uh, on this from the single soundtrack. It was a song by Alice in Chains called Wood. Yes. I always felt like that was the craziest, weirdest ending, but I always yeah. loved it. So it was like, if I would, would you. It's just a crazy ending, but I always love it. That one popped were, into my head. Like when we when you first mentioned it, I was like, that oh. song. Yeah. That's wow. 
Well, you were talking about Metallica earlier, and I kept thinking about Enter Salmon, but I can't remember how it ends. Well, Enter Salmon, like, I don't remember how that one gets. But Fade the Black like, is it like, has the whole darkness and prisoning me. They, did, they, they were very good at yeah. Master of Puppets ends beautifully, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Just, that was back when they... I mean, a typical Metallica song was seven or eight minutes long. Yes. So they always had... There were three sections like in a it. Whole, a whole opus. Oh, so good, so good, so good. I need to get a little ride the lightning out. Oh. So, so this is uh, this is interesting, because I'm going to talk about TV series endings. Yeah. And I've been thinking about it a lot, because I had a conversation with Breakdancer Mike, who doesn't listen to the show, so he won't hear his name. He won't hear any of it. But, like, really, probably, I don't know, 10 years ago, we, we started just hearing all these, like, we're in this golden age of television, and we have streaming services, and you don't have to do broadcast TV where you have commercial breaks and you can design story arcs across 20 episodes. And I think the great examples of that are like The Sopranos and Mad Men. And I, I found now that the the weak underbelly of this so-called golden age is how shows that are good for two or three seasons end up ending. And there's just... I think what happens a lot is they're like, okay, uh, they'll, they'll go to the, the showrunners and say, this is your last season. And the showrunner will be like, okay, we need 12 episodes to wrap everything up. And they'll be like, you get six. <laughs> and then that just ends up creating some really garbage television. And so here are some of the ones I want to talk about. First, we we're talking about The Expanse. This is what I talked about with Breakdancer Mike, which I like The Expanse. The, did you watch the new season? Yeah, I did. I haven't, I haven't watched I, I it like, yet. I like The Expanse a lot on Amazon for three or four seasons. I often would say to Jenny, any show with spaceships trying to blow each other up, I'm going to watch. Right. You know, but I did like how like they try and honor how physics works in space and stuff like that. But really, the last two seasons got a lot into politics and things like that. I never read the novels these are based on. And then... um the ending and Maestro, spoiler alert, just so you know, it's just garbage. The last couple episodes oh, are garbage. It got really good. Is this like a yeah, series finale? It, oh, it's it a series finale, and it's the same thing where they wanted a certain number of episodes and they got less. And if really up until that last episode, it was a decent season. And then they're just like trying to tie everything up. And they're like, you know, you knew the season had to end with Holden kind of riding his spaceship off into the sunset. But the way that they got him there was just garbage. Mm -hmm. And I think I think Breakdancer Mike's like, we got to talk about this, this is garbage. And I'm like, we don't have to talk about it. It's just garbage. It sucks. It, it wrecked the whole experience for me. I think I talked earlier about Foundation. That's only had one season on Apple TV. And this is based on that Isaac Asimov novel, yeah. which they thought could never be filmed. Again, had a lot of really good early episodes. And um, really interesting stuff. But then they're like, the last episode literally is Lane from Mad Men talking to some people. And it doesn't end. And it what? just goes on and on. I'm like, this is the most, gar like, I'm not going to watch it if they come out with the second season. And Let's so, hear about and then, some good endings. I want to hear about some good endings. Well, I got to I gotta give you one more because those were more. just my, that was the bronze and silver of garbage oh, endings. Oh, God, what's the gold? This, this is going to be the gold. I don't know. Do, have you guys watched Afterlife at all? Yeah. So this is a, a Ricky Gervais. Yes. Comedy with a serious bent. Great, yeah. great little show, right? They do a good job world building this little town. They have lots of quirky characters, a little like Twin Chan Peaks. Chan Berry. You know, and I... 
Ricky Gervais, acquired taste. I like him a lot, right? I yeah. like when he did his Golden Globes and he's just like, so this good. is the last one I'm doing. I don't care, right? The la- Here's what I'm saying right now, and I'm sure he listens to the show. The yeah, last just- episode of Afterlife, the season finale, the series finale, it was so garbage that I that can't bad. believe he recorded it. Like, I have lost all respect for him as an artist. I think, I think he looked at it and probably was like, well, I guess we have to do it. He literally walks around and gives speeches to all the characters. And it is, it is the most, I, I was so angry. I'm like, you is took like this thing that was, like, you could have just done without this episode. And it's almost like he's like, he walks into this song and goes, oh, I'm sorry I've been so cheeky with you over the years. Here's 10 things I've learned about myself. And then he leaves and he goes and runs into another character. And he's like, oh, Mailman Brian, here are some things I've looked. And it's oh. it. Like, you, I think I, the writers are. Because like, I didn't, I mean, I've seen, I, I watched it. We watched it the other day. I, I didn't hate it. It wasn't great, but. Um, did, did you watch the season up, the finale? Yeah, I, I watched it. Oh, man. Uh, I, I, I mean, was... I get I get where you're coming from, but I think you need to check yourself a little bit because you're going into these things so serious. Check yourself like, or you will wreck yourself. Yeah. Like, I think sometimes, like, even with the Dexter, you're going in. I don't know what your, what your gold standard is or your <laughs> expectation. Well, but, I mean, a lot of those, a lot of those episodes are really bad like they're so dark and you can barely stomach them because he's in such a dark place yeah so i think he was probably trying to spin it out to be positive and sort of wind it down but i get where you're coming from where it's like maybe he just cut some corners and just tried to make it or do you think he was just like i have to make one more episode i'm gonna make it so absurd that they're just gonna what i was so disappointed in is because he he seems to be a guy who can recognize bullshit and then he just put that episode out, which was, it was like a sophomore philosophy class. It, it, it was, I mean, it wasn't great. He probably could have done like eased out of it a little bit, yeah. like maybe one more episode and maybe he did a little bit in one and a little bit in the other, but he did, he jammed it all in and it was kind of a cheesy ending. Yeah. Um, but it's still a great show. Like yeah. you have to be in the mood for it. It's funny. It's, but it's dark. It's, yeah. It can be heavy. So but great I, endings, Coach. I'm glad you brought it up because uh, my good friend Alan Alda tweeted this weekend and reminded me about the ending of MASH. Oh, love that ending. And we were all, this is a Gen X thing, right? We're all kids. I was probably too young was, to be watching it, right? It was but an like event. He ends up, yeah, and he ends up uh, making out with Outlips Hulahan for 36 seconds. Dude, that's so good. Oof. It's they, they That was a buildup. Everybody knew it was coming. It was, I remember getting back, I forget what year I was still playing basketball. So I was probably junior high. And um, I remember I got home from practice just in time for it to start. And I remember because I, my MASH experience wasn't watching every episode when it showed at, at night. It It was was the reruns. And I watched every single episode, maybe twice because it was on three times a day. Yeah. It was it was on back to back on one channel, so we watched it so much, time. which is, oh my god, I, I fell in love with Mash, and that 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 finale was it paid off. I never understood when as a kid, I was like, why is Klinger in a dress? <laughs> like I didn't understand he was trying to get out of the army. I just like I just it, like my little brain just didn't understand it. Like why is he doing that? I watched that show a lot, but I don't remember the ending. 
I I would also say too the the theme song "Suicide Is Painless." Painless. Like like, and if you listen to the actual song, which is in the Mash movie, yes, like it'll move you to tears. It's a good uh, song. the other show that I think ended amazing. This is gonna be uh, out of left field here. Yes, Alf. It's the the new Gravity Falls. Show. Alf. Oh, that would have been amazing. I don't yes. know how offended. I think it just got canceled. It's the new Newhart show where he ran that inn in Vermont. You know, yes, with and Larry he, and his and he, yeah. And he yes. woke up and it was Newhart in the seventies. Oh, uh, great ending. <laughs> the whole series. I was like, oh my god, this is unbelievable. He was sleeping. It was a dream. Oh man, that was great. That reminds me of garbage endings. I'm sorry, I'm going to jump in. Is Saint Elsewhere? This is what. This is how it works. It's Saint like, Elsewhere. That was a garbage oh, yeah. ending. I'm sorry. That was. Was the ending was Ed Begley Jr. bought an electric car and drove around. <laughs> And he hung out with uh, Bill Nye, the science guy. No, yeah. I think it was because it was all like, was it all in a globe or it was, it was, it was something weird. It was all like it never happened or it was all, yeah. it was a bad ending. Uh, I, I used to watch uh, like back in the nineties, like ER, like I'd see the promos and I'm like, Oh, that looks amazing. I'm going to watch it. And the show never lived up to the promos. So I just oh, decided yeah. I was a fan of ER promos. You know, uh, Duff used to call it, er, I got sucked uh, into ER. I don't think I stayed um, long enough for it for the f- finale, but I got sucked into ER. So, the jumping back to the Super Bowl, I'm sure you guys saw the um, the Law and Order ads. Yes, yeah. I didn't know it had left. <laughs> so they're like, it hasn't. Law and Order returns. I'm like, no, Wait, it's just leave? the original cast. No, right? It just it, well, kind of the original cast. It's Sam Watterson and then a bunch of yes. other people that I were gotcha. that were brought in there. Um. But yeah, Sam Watterson. Like is SBU has is, is always been on it. Never yeah. Boom, boom. They, like, they had like Law and Order uh, Miami and Law and Order Las Vegas. Yeah, they yeah. and a lot of those guys. I got. Let's see. Mister, can, Mister, I want to ask you another music question because right. I I went to Guns N' Roses this past summer, and several members of that band are doing great, but one important member is not doing so well. And probably should have ended his singing career. And I'm wondering what your take is on these, like, literally the, the older bands continuing to tour. You mean like Red Hot Chili Peppers? Yeah. I've, oh, Rolling if Stones. You've been, if you've been on this, our Slack channel, so there was a discussion about Red Hot Chili Peppers. They've got a new album out. And they've got a new song on the radio that I heard, you know, driving to the grocery store or whatever. And Maestro so listens bad. to terrestrial radio. He's so old I do. I do too. It, well, I mean, like if I'm just going to the grocery store, but it was so bad. Like I, like I almost, like I was choking. I, I was throwing up in my mouth. It was so bad. And I had to, I had to, to text about it on our Slack channel and it opened up a good discussion, discussion with Chip and, you know, Longley. And I think he, even Ed chimed in. He did. Um, but no, I, I, I think, you know, and, and being an aging songwriter and, and performer like i do think it's it's there is a time to hang it up i you have a window ever, yeah and i think for those guys because they are chasing something just like uh just like peyton manning or, mm-hmm. or whatever there's something they're chasing and the but the thing about rock and roll is it's a young man's game and yeah whatever they're chasing they are not gonna find it and i think you know i i think i even mentioned it it's like i feel like zeppelin not by choice, but you know, I think they did it right. Robert Plant did it right. He's like, 
You know, John Bonham died. We're done. We're Led not Zeppelin's dead. But John we died, we died. Yeah. Yeah. And like, he stuck to that. I mean, they had some occasional reunion things like when Atlantic Records had like their re- their sort of anniversary they played. But he stuck to that and they never put out any. And it's just like Barry Sanders. It's like they their catalog is set and yeah. it's set in yeah. stone and will never be tarnished with aging nastiness, you know. Obviously, they've all gone and done other stuff, but the yeah. Led Zeppelin sort of uh, brand is 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 intact. Well, and I, I feel like the singers in particular, right? You get the glory when you're young and you've got the voice, but it, and I don't know. Like if you'd seen Guns N' Roses, I thought Slash sounded great. Your guitar player, maybe you would have had a different take there. But no, I think he's held. But in like, there. but like with Journey, like Steve Perry's, like I can't sing these songs anymore. Well, and they're like, the guy, okay, we'll get someone else to sing them. You'll still get the your royalties. Sticks, he can't sing anymore. Like these were all like amazing singers of our youth, and they they can't sing anymore. So I've seen. I got up around seven. I've seen get out of bed Jane's nine. Addiction twice since they yeah. like came back. I saw them in. I want to say it's 2015 or 16. Um, I was so excited to see it because the when I went to see him for the first time, they were going to play nothing shocking from start to finish. Which I was like, this is going to be epic. And they came out and they start, and the band sounds fantastic. Like yep. the um, the the guitarist is escaping me now. Um, Dave Navarro. Dave Navarro sounded fantastic. Like he was. This is the first time. And then Perry comes out, and it he starts to sing a little bit, and then you just realize his whole song catalog is about that really high, high pitched, like like long not whiny, but like he has to sing long notes with a high voice. And when it cracks the first time, you're like, okay, that's okay. But when it cracks again and again, and you're just like, yeah. And he's trying and you, you, you got to give him effort for trying, but you're like, shit, this is not, it was always pitchy anyway. So, but this was pitchy and he couldn't hit it. Um, that's just fine. Like, you know, it was still a good experience, but then the second time I saw him, uh, Perry was actually a little bit better, but like Dave Navarro, it was local. So it was in Columbus and he was just like, I want to be anywhere, but standing on this stage in the middle of central Ohio, yeah. I don't care about anybody. And That's like it, cool. this, the vibe was just like, they're just doing it to make money. Yeah. So there's so many, like, I wish they wouldn't have come out. Like, I wish I would have never seen them. And then I just could yeah. capture that and hold that thought. Cause I saw yeah. them. 30 years ago yeah. at like Lollapalooza. some of those heroes, they just, it, they're, they're, you know, especially the singers, the ego. The singers, but like Def Leppard and yes, freaking Van Halen, David Lee Roth. He wasn't even singing at the end. Yeah. You know, he was just up there. You know, <laughs> walking around. He was, he was the front man in the eighties, you know, he, could, oh, yeah. he was doing backflips and, and like, you know, Steven Tyler from Aerosmith, like he's a train wreck now, apparently yep. too. Like he can't even carry well, a tune. The Eagles are coming like, back out. Like they have this big hell, whatever they're they're playing Hotel California from start to finish. Oh, I can't wait to go. Well, those guys, they were never. They, you know, th- I can get the the Eagles. They're they're yeah, I guess always pretty laid back. They were never screaming. They're not rockers. They're not rockers. I wish you guys could see like the just like the drop jaws on the live stream right now. We got like 173,000 people like, what is going on with sports? They're two, they're two hours in. They're already it's, two it's hours compelling, in. It's compelling, but what? Where are the what? bits? All where's, right, so, where's Brada? 
So here's what I ask you guys to try and think about here. Greatest ending of all time. Let's come up with a couple of options, cross media, cross genre. Okay. I've got a couple candidates okay. that I want to throw out there and uh, then have you guys throw some out. We'll pick three or four that we can put into a Twitter poll where Twitter you follow poll. us at Sport Wednesday. Without the S. And can vote. So here, here are some of my candidates. And I wanted to talk about this during yours, Coach, but we went more down the career path. Yes. The greatest endings to a football game, I still think the 2007 Fiesta Bowl, Boise State, Oklahoma. Oh. Where just I watched a 15-minute recap of that game today on YouTube. I highly recommend it. That game was insane. Yes. With Oklahoma coming back, they were down 18. They come back. They take the lead on a pick six. Boise State comes back to tie it on a hook and ladder play. And then, goes and then they go to overtime. Two. Boise State scores, goes for two on a Statue of Liberty Statue play. Statue of Liberty. And then the running back, Ian Johnson, runs off the field and proposes to his girlfriend, who's a cheerleader. It's literally. Oh, my God. And and I, I, I went deep today. I was like, are they still married? Because they're not still married. This is going to be like glory days. But uh, no, they're still married and oh. they live in Boise. Well, that's beautiful. So Damn. that's one. So I think 2007 Fiesta Bowl is one. The end to Flash Gordon, the movie, which is the end, dot, 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 <laughs> question mark, blew my mind. <laughs> As a child, I still think that's the greatest ending to any movie. This is the one with the Queen soundtrack, that one? Yep. Flash Gordon! <laughs> and then... <laughs> This one, I don't think I'm going to be able to win you guys over on. All right, but please try. And, and a, yeah, but, you know, obviously I'm a Gen X white male, so I read a lot of modernist writers. Yeah. Uh, Fitzgerald Hemingway, The End of Great Gatsby, So We Beat On, Boats Against the Current, Born Ceaselessly into the Past. I still think it's like the most beautiful ending to a book. But I, I think we should probably not put that on the Twitter poll because it has fallen out of favor with the establishment. <laughs> so maybe we keep that one out. Still good words, though. Great it's words. It's beautiful. I, I actually, I think there's like a John Irving novel where one of the characters becomes obsessed with that sentence there. But it's true. Like, you're spending your life fighting against the current, trying to get ahead, but you're born ceaselessly into your past, like Gatsby was. So, uh, so those are my three nominations. What do you guys got? Well, I, you know, I kind of was thinking, and I don't know why, we didn't talk about movies and, you know, yeah, that's true. I am, you know, I, I am not a great reader of literature just because I fall asleep and I can't seem to get through <laughs> it. So I tend to watch a lot of movies. You love my novel though, right? <laughs> I do. I loved your novel. Oh, so I, good. I couldn't tell you the last line though, but it'll come to me. Um, but so I was, I don't know why I was just thinking about movies and not thinking about sports or music or whatever. Um, and I was just, I didn't want to even look at like, online what people thought were the were the best movies but some of these i've seen recently and i was like damn that's such a great ending i'll just give you three um shawshank redemption i watched that, that recently it seemed like i always get sucked into it but i always <laughs> love that i always love that ending because i don't know like you know, morgan freeman's he gets out he's uncomfortable he finds that box and it's got money and he, i don't know i just those guys meet on the beach. It's a far away shot. What are they talking about? What are they going to do? Were they going for lunch? I don't know. I just always love that ending. Um, six. I, I like that. I like that. Like it worked out, right? Like, 
like you make plans in life for like the whole hams long con I was going to do to coach, right? <laughs> you were going to do it. Right. I didn't stick with it, but, but Andy Dufresne, he put the money in the box. He's like, he's like, listen, red, here's where this box is next to this tree. Go find it. And it all worked out. It did. He, and it was a long shot. Um, I always loved the usual suspects. I always liked that ending, that oh, whole man, play. So like we were just so manipulated as a viewer and six cents too had oh, that similar, man. like you were just, it was just such a flip at the end. And let's be honest, hugely influential on some early Copas music. <laughs> what was the sixth sense or the usual suspects? The oh, usual yeah, yeah, suspects. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. So those are my three. I got a lot more, but that's a so whole wait, other usual topic. suspects, Shawshank Redemption and Sixth Sense. Sixth Sense. All right, coach. Hmm. So I, I mean, probably the greatest ending of all time um is it's just by this little known author, and it's kind of a book set in uh kind of a bigger town it's pittsburgh it's mysteries of pittsburgh by michael oh, Chabon. jesus christ <laughs> um no i, I you know I, you know i woke up on sunday going god damn it i i promised myself i wasn't gonna we shabonged <laughs> it we totally shabonged it i wasn't gonna go down familiar roads and get people upset and did. god damn it we were five minutes in that igloo and we were bringing up shabon hey same i was like i'm not gonna bust on chef for his multiple marriages and that was the first joke i threw out there <laughs> We are such assholes. We are assholes. Um, all right. So movies, I, 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 I think the ending to Fight Club is great. I just love uh, the the vision, the the visuals of it. It's just a simple concept. Um, it's it, it's a great song. Like even if you don't love the movie, but that ending with that song and everything going off is great. Is that what is that? I feel pretty. No, it's where is my mind. <laughs> By right, the Pixies. Okay. And then um, I also think that the ending of, uh, I think a lot of people like it, or some people didn't, but I, I kind of like it, is the ending of Sopranos. Uh, yes. The, the people whole, like, the whole I, I did not watch the whole thing, but people They're still talking it. about it. Yeah. yeah. And it's, yeah. I, I know it's, it's a classic one, but I did it really well. Um, didn't... So if you're going to pick one a year each... Yeah, I would probably go with. I'm going to probably say uh, Fight Club for me. Okay, Maestro. Uh, let's go. Let's go. Sixth Sense. I feel like that movie Sixth is sense. a great ending. Yeah. That, that was All on right. my list. So when you picked it, I was like, okay. "Good, that needs to be." So then movie. I'm going Flash Gordon, and we're just going to do which movie had the best ending. I love that. Okay, I I, know, I hope Flash yeah. Gordon wins. Oh man, it was so awesome. The, the end. end. Dot 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 dot. dot. Question one. Or- the one thing I will say, and I have a, a note here to bring it up, is just that there's something about endings, whether it's a, a book, um, a record, a movie, but there's this feeling, if you do it right, it wraps things up, but it also leaves you wanting more. And I feel like that's, that's what the you want. key to Yeah, like... That's the question mark. <laughs> it's got to be... <laughs> But like even even an ending that that it, you know everything like it all the hooks were in place and the, it's all set and it it it's a you know they ride off into the sunset but if that sunset there's something in there that just leaves you it's like well, I don't know though yeah there's just something a little bit like did they and yeah. I think that's what, that's the thing about Sopranos too it's like that was a great ending but 
what happened there? Like, I know there's more to that. There's got to be more, right? And Did so you guys that's see that Sopranos part. commercial during the Super Bowl? Yeah. The, yes. It was the Ford, the truck, right? Yeah. yeah. The, like a lot of people the, today are, are like, this is one of the best ones that there was. Yeah, that was a good commercial. All right. All right. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to go to Twitter. We're going to find out which film had the best ending fight club per coach, six cents per maestro or flash Gordon per BMOC. (laughs) Hundreds of thousands of you will vote right now. People are already saying, put the, put the poll up right now. We're going to shut Twitter down. I think we'll shut Twitter down. That might be the next ending. We're sneaking up on the two hour mark and we haven't even gotten to the scoreboard up yet. Yet. Do not, do not, Go to our TikTok because that's over. All right, we got to go. We have to wrap up what happened in season four, which is over. Who won uh, the locks, the championship? We got a little riff here to get us in. Maestro's getting that. I'm super excited here to get my crown. <laughs> you look super excited. What are we going into? We going into this scoreboard? We're going into season right, four locks championship bit. recap. Locks. Do I have a song for that? I don't know. And it's just a riff. What do you got, man? Coach, I think Coach abandoned us to get a beer. I'm going to get a beer. Too, here. Season four wrap up. Locks of the week. All right, I'm gonna grab a beer. Uh, we'll be on pause here. Don't, oh, I can pause. I can pause the recording. All right, resuming here. Yeah. Three hams and a bourbon. I'm gonna be a mess tomorrow. Oh, hey, it's gonna be real productive. All right, so uh, we made uh, about eight points worth of picks right before the Super Bowl, and I know our uh, our loyal listeners want to know how we did, how that all turned out. What Season we call four, that? our Pick'em Championship. Here's how it went. Maestro wins the Super Bowl week. Nice job, Maestro. Woo-hoo! <laughs> you know, actually, that was he, he picked Cincinnati. He picked heads. He knew the Rams would score first, and all three of his prop bets came in. Nice Damn, job there, impressive. Maestro. I was really hoping I, I I'll be honest, I was kind of hoping I didn't do well and that you would pass me up, BMOC. Aww, you you made a you. valiant effort there. Sympathy. Yeah. Um, there's hope and there's reality, or as Coach likes to say, BMOC is consistently BMOC. Yeah, coach, right. with four out of eight, an uncharacteristic 50%, the Rams mm. scored first. Cooper Cup was the MVP. Nice call there, Coach. And two-year <laughs> prop bets came in. BMOC, four out of eight. He knew since he would cover. Also, the under. You guys mm. told me it was a sucker's bet. You got it. Plus two prop bets in Chicago Joe who left us a, a very cogent breakdown of the Super Bowl, also went four of eight. Cincinnati heads Rams score first and the Rams first sack. Rams had the first time out as well. Maestro, I think that was your best call. You're that was like, a great call. So I'm a Sean McVay. Wait, 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 wait. He's a fast talker. You know? So what happened in season four? These are the final standings. Oh. Coach, your quest to hit 70%. Though epic, falls short 66 out of 100. That is 66%. That's pretty solid. I think that's the highest in all four yes. of our seasons. Oh, I, I think love Maestro it. Was, was second at like 63. Maestro, <laughs> a, a bit off this year, but still high, 58 out of 100. I'd still I'd still wager uh, your picks. Our guests then coming in third place. Congrats, guests, 54 <laughs> out of 100. And BMOC in his quest to get out of the basement just didn't, didn't oh, quite so get close. it. Oh, so close. 
53 out of 100. Those are your S4 final standings, and we have a song from Maestro called Congrats, Coach, You Suck. You can't wait. Oh, we do? Yeah. Oh, shit. This is definitely going to be a buttski. Do it. Congrats, Coach. You suck. Congrats, Coach. You suck. Congrats, Coach. You suck. That that was so wonderful. Thank you. So, if I'm not mistaken, now are you two tied in season yes. championships? Two apiece. Two apiece. So apparently, we're going to have to do a fifth season beyond this show. All right. See, so that just that just locked it in. And Maestro has the early lead because we also made wow. Monobob picks. Did you guys watch the Monobob? It came out right after the Super Bowl. I watched the first race right after the I didn't have to because you guys told me what happened. First of all, Maestro, smart, smart picking the Americans. <laughs> he did his research. Did That's his all research. I did. We did not. We're like, <laughs> Jamaica sounds cool. Yeah, I'm going to take the big pick. Hey, yeah. you were so, just being medium. That's all right. Here's the thing about Monobob. Uh, I learned watch, and it was on after, and it was it was a fun watch. Uh, those sleds are like 400 pounds, and and so the the start like they're like, and and the announcer said these women are like the running backs of bobsled, <laughs> and they were all like super powerful lower body Old, athletes, strong legs, yeah to get those starts. But I knew like I'd see the Americans go and they had like one in two second advantages at the start. And I'm like, there's just, unless they crash, they're going to win. So Maestro gets plus five. His picks to oh, That's Silver. a nice score. That so might be insurmountable coach, right so off close, the top. Coach, you picked, you picked Canadian Opier for she, but but it was Canadian De Bruyne who got the bronze. Oh. I thought for sure it was going to be the German Nolte. For a little while, we were both in the in there. So Maestro now up five points That's at the beginning of season That's a tough thing to start. Five. That kills me for season five. I'm done. I quit. That's right. I quit. Which is why we have this week just one lock against the spread, any sport. Just, just give me a bet I can win money on. That's what I want to know, fellas. And I actually forgot to pick one. So, while so did I. So, so Maestro's Oh, I did too. First. I I did too. Oh, I, I don't there. have anything. All right. All right. Let's just do it. Ne- let's just do it next. Show. Yeah. Let's do it next week. Let's yeah. Do let's do it, do it next week. Give me a week. We'll do a show in April. Ah, that April would be great. <laughs> Endings is the theme. Endings. Damn you. All right. So we're gonna not gonna do any locks this week. My no locks. A five. He's <laughs> a five point advantage starting out on That's the monobob. You are welcome, That's... Maestro. God, you dick. That brings us to uh, to a segment where we can get stuff off our chest, or we can we can clean up mistakes, or we can recommend something, and we call it rants and corrections and recommendations. All right, it's open mic style. Looks like Maestro's got some recs. What do you got, friend? So I wanted to talk about. So I had a recommendation. It's a show called Afterlife, and I really thought. <laughs> That the series finale was just—it's so locked in. It was beautiful. It's so bad. Uh, no, I did it's have a record. worse than Dexter. That series finale. Oh, damn, that's a bit. That, that's the a finale, cool though. Story. I mean, the rest of the show is worth watching. If you're in the right mood, it's it's good. There's some. I I do like when he talks to the woman on the bench. I think that's pretty good stuff. Um, but that guy with the beard and the glasses. Oh, what a train wreck. Anyway, have you watched that show? Coach, just bits and pieces. I like Ricky Gervais. Ricky Gervais. I just haven't deep yeah. dived in it. Yeah, just watch the whole show. Build up your and respect. I won't watch it. I won't lose watch it. it all short. I mean, they're like twenty minute episodes. You mm-hmm. could fly through mm-hmm. a whole season pretty fast. 
Um, no, I do have a, a recommendation, and I feel like I don't know if I did it on the show before or I did it in the igloo on Saturday, but I, I do want to say I've really enjoyed Peacemaker. I was going to say the same on, thing. It's so good. On HBO. That show is is so good and weird, um, and I highly recommend it. If you have Good HBO heavy metal. Max, it's solid good, hair good metal. Good heavy metal. It's, it's just goofy, you know, and it's, it's, it's a, a different take. Yet another different take on the superhero, yeah. but it's a good one. Uh, it's a good one. It's a good one. Yeah, and you can't help but but not like some of these characters. That's that's the key. Um, Which is hard so because he's they're pretty deplorable. And I have a second recommendation, and it couldn't be farther from Peacemaker. It's on Apple. It's called Servant, and so we've we've yes. been loyal to this show. It's it's actually uh, a M Night Shyamalan show. Same with us, um, and. Um, the show is bonkers. Like I, I would say, watch it just because you are just so baffled by it. Like it, it, what is going, I don't know on? What's going on? And I don't think M night Shyamalan knows how this is going to end. He's just it, like, I'm just going to make this shit up and see what happens. It it's is that bonkers. Bonkers. Yeah. But we, we watched watch the it. first season, but we haven't watched anything else. After so we're, it's season three now and we're all caught up. It's, in What? I don't know what's going on. I don't know who's good. I don't know who's bad. Fingers are. Flying. I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> like, Features a uh, Ron Weasley. Yes, it does. Yeah. And he is not a good one. All right, guy. Maestro, I'm going to check that out. I'm going to, that's good. I've been looking for Servant's for a good a one. Also, short episodes. Some can be yeah. an hour, some can be 20 minutes. That's the weird thing. It's like, yeah, wait, that is the weird thing. It goes fast. All right, that's it. Rex. Coach. Coach, what do you got? I was going to do a rant, but it feels very tired now, and I don't think I should. I was just about referees, NFL referees. Yeah, I just and I really wasn't going to rant. I was just going to say more along the lines. I hope that that he won't because Pete's favorite person, Roger Goodell, just won't do this. But I I hope that they take a good look at at the referee situation this year as a as a whole, not just the Super Bowl, but as a whole and try to come up with something to make it better. It, it, it played Coach, a part. Coach, can I ask you, did you, up until those last two minutes, did you feel like the refs are letting them play? The, except for, yes, but I felt like the, the touchdown that Cincinnati got, that, that, that was a, that, that, that face. That was a huge thing. miss. That was a huge miss. I almost miss. feel like that call on, on Logan Wilson was like a makeup call. And it was, and that was a horrendous call. There was no holding there. And there was actually, yeah. they missed a false start too in that same play. So yeah, like yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, th- I would never want to do that job. And I know Pete, you're a veteran ref, and you can side with them the because you love ref. them. You're a veteran ref. Love, fucking love the ref. Fucking love it. But I, I, I would like them to fix it, just because some of the games were so bad. Like they, there were so many penalties, it was just unwatchable. And then yeah. sometimes they showed up at weird times, also, like at really bad times, and they decided they wanted to be refs, and they did a bad yeah. job at it. So it's like. Yeah. Somehow they got to fix that. I don't know how to do it, but I hope they do. I'll tell you what, Coach, and I know that we've got you locked into a pretty restrictive contract here on Sports Wednesday, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. we would, uh, I think Maestro and I have talked about this, sign a clause that lets you go on Sports Thursday to talk about bad referees. <laughs> and then we don't have to talk about it on our show. I'm done with it. Actually, I'm, I, I, I will officially be done with that now. All right, that is Rance's corrections and recommendations, and it brings us to as we wrap up here. This is a toy show. Toy, <laughs> toy. Try that again. Two minute. Two minute.
I gotta tell you, I've enjoyed recording this show today. I don't know if it's gonna be listenable. I highly doubt it, but we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Maybe but... I'll just cut out the whole thing about endings, and we're just gonna go right to watch. Like, this show is toyed. Uh, all right, two minute drill. Coach tells us how it works. Okay, so it's two minutes. Um, the crazy thing is, there's three of us. We all get three pops out of it, or two pops out of it. They're twenty seconds each. If you do the math, which we love math, it comes out to two minutes. But here's the thing: we can talk about anything. Um, like we did tonight for two hours, or you can talk about sports. But uh, the beauty of it is uh, it always lasts two minutes and we never go over. And that's the two minute drill. All right. And we are going maestro, then coach, then me. Maestro, are you ready? <laughs> Your two minute drill starts now. Right, I'm going to talk some hockey because I'm a Pittsburgh. I'm a Pittsburgh Penguins fan. Sid, the kid got his 500th goal today. Or was it last night? I don't remember, but it was recent. Uh, he joins the 500 club gold club. <laughs> Who else is in that like club? How exclusive is this club? We know nothing about. It's hockey. not super exclusive. There's probably 45, 50 players oh. that are in that. Um, but he's one of maybe a dozen or so that have done it all in the same squad. Well, that's same cool. Squad. So squad. that's pretty cool. Yeah. And so we're, talking about, we're talking about Sidney Cosby, the forgotten hooks. Sidney yes. Cosby. I love yes. when he used to come on the show. He's such a cool hot. So fan. good. Such a great hockey uh, He's right. the second penguin behind Lemaire Lemieux to uh, get 500 goals. Mm. Coach. Uh, so today there was some testimony. Um, it's another black guy for baseball. Matt Harvey, who was a Met and kind of bounced around and ended up with the Angels, had to testify today uh, based on the death of Tyler Skaggs that happened in 2019 from that, yeah. fentanyl. And they're yeah. basically on trial for the guy that supplied it to him. Well, Matt Harvey admitted that he had been taking um, opiates in the dugout, in the um, in the locker room. He had been taking cocaine um, and said that nobody ever asked him about it. Nobody ever looked. Everybody looked the other way. And it, it's just it, – it, it's not just Matt Harvey that's doing it. Obviously, him and Tyler Skaggs. And, and, and I'm not saying it's an isolated event. But baseball, this is this is not what you need right now when you're in a labor problem. And all of a sudden now you have this revelation that people are doing opiates um, in the dugout, which um, is disheartening. Um, it's also it was a, a kind of an eye opener for Matt Harvey to kind of come out and just shows what he went through. He said he went through, wanted to commit suicide when they were the, the media in New York was awful to him. Um I don't know. It's just it's just baseball is in a tumultuous situation. This is not what they needed. I'm sure I'm sure baseball will handle this beautifully because they handle everything beautifully. But just another Coach. thing with baseball. Coach. Yes. <laughs> I know where hey, Pete's going with this. When I when I was in college, I had this t shirt and it said, Baseball is life. Yes. The rest is just details. That's right. And I feel like if I was and I don't like to wear shirts with lots of writing on them anymore but if i did i would get one I, I would say to baseball baseball is life but baseball is of life and there are problems in life there's an opioid crisis in life that means it's going to be in baseball too absolutely wake the fuck up and start paying attention yes. to what's going on i think they I, think that they're they're I, like I'll, in this weird extra yes. sense of the world where where shit doesn't apply to them and it's it's messed up you're absolutely it correct. Fucking messed up, and they coach. don't catch up to anything. Like they're way, oh, they're always reactive. Never, 
never planning for anything and it's just it's it's bad it's no they're like you know what opioids in the dugout totally fine but i'll tell you what if you're an american legion coach you're wearing fucking baseball pants or you are out you will not coach a game without pants coach what are you drinking looks darker than the first this is uh this is a bach i had an amber bach Nice. I'm drinking my third hams. Oh, I love hams. I feel like talking about Ben Roethlisberger's gray penis. I'm drinking this uh, Wiedemann's that Mike left here. Golden Pilsner. Oh, Wiedemann's. Nice. Time. Time. (laughs) What do you got? I know you guys have been watching the the curling on the Olympics. Obviously, I got into it because I watched a documentary. Uh, When we were curling, I I was just telling Tall Sean all these curling facts, and I think he was like, I (laughs) we could have made it into the medal round today if we had beaten italy we lost to italy no italy we have a must win on thursday we have we have to beat denmark and we need some help oh i hate the help part not a lot of help we just need like switzerland or russia like like one of three teams has to lose, but to make it into the medal round, which is the top four teams, basically yeah. one place four, two place three, uh, we've got to win Thursday. So come on, Schuster, it's it's time to defend the goal. Let's go. Damn. Attention. Uh, and uh, that is uh, nine fifteen a.m. Thursday morning. If you guys oh, want to watch, I'm all in. I'm hosting <laughs> a watch hosting a watch party in my garage with Sports Thursday guys. It'll be warm tomorrow. It could be garage washing if, if it was tomorrow. Mm-hmm. By washing, I mean watching. Watching. Yeah, maestro. All right, so uh, I'm going to bring it up since uh, Coach didn't put it on his. I saw Luke Fickle signed a five-year contract extension at UC. So he'll be there till what, 2028? Yeah. Nice chunk of change, too. Oh, that's How much? money for, five for million UC. a year. I'm surprised that he props. stayed there. I think he called this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Coach is like, he's going to the Big 12. I think he likes his prospects. And they're going to pay him. It's, it's pretty Five good. Five million a year is not a lot for a coach. He's got a lot of kids. He's probably in a nice but neighborhood. But in Cincinnati at like, $5 million, that's like $10 million anywhere else. It is. It, it is. is. He's How in many Ohio kids has he got? Eight. He's got, got eight up. kids? I just, made, I just made that up. Damn. I think he's got a half a dozen kids. because he's got Who's a couple your favorite seven, Bradford on eight is enough? Oh, Mine was always Nicholas because I was his eight. I like oh, Tommy. You love Tommy. He was a fucking awesome. mess. I know, but that's why Tommy I loved was him. a mess. He was trouble. I know, but he, he reminds was me of he had Chef because he has a perm, and Chef always had a perm. <laughs> yes, perm in a van. Time, time. Was oh, it my turn? Okay, yeah, so the, the Cavs played tonight. I do believe they lost to the Atlanta Hawks, but I did some Fuck. deep diving and I was looking at uh, some gambling issues—not gambling issues, but gambling lines for the Cavs. So the Cavs right now. To win the Eastern Conference, you could lay a hundred bucks down and you could win twenty one hundred. That's really damn good odds. Those are really good. But if you would have laid a hundred dollars down before the season started, you would have won twenty five thousand dollars. So that's where they thought the Cavs were before the season and where the Cavs are now, which just shows it's it's an amazing run for this young team that Vegas had no confidence. Nobody had. If anybody said, I thought this team was going to win before the season, you're an effing liar. And that where they are right now, buyers at the at the market. Oh, I'm excited for Cleveland basketball. I Let's can't. say it. Hashtag 
they're not Damn terrible. Mercy. Here's the thing: they're doing it. Darius Garland's hurt, right? He Ricky played Rubio. Tonight. Oh, Garland's back. Great, Ricky mm-hmm. Rubio. God, like, I, I you got to give credit to JD Bickerstaff about this. Oh, coach I mean, of the year. He, absolutely, he's got to be coach of the year. He Let's has go, to be. Cavs. I, I can't. Like I can't, I haven't rooted for a non-LeBron Cavs team since Mark Price was on. Same with me. So I'm excited. Super excited. You know why? You guys just you're fair weather. We are. Yeah, we are. I admit that. They're losing. You're not watching. All of a sudden, they're winning some games. You're like, oh, also, I always forget. Like, uh, when the NBA season is and is, I, like, I don't think it. Like, it's like a Pink Floyd album, coach. <laughs> it actually just never ends. <laughs> no, it the championship the and then it one. starts. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Time! Time! All right. Fellas, uh, just in the spirit of trying new stuff here uh, in the two-minute drone on the show. I, like, you know, I work I, you know, I work, I work 10, 12 hours a day, and then I got to, like, you know, take care of my uh, family stuff and then, uh, you know, watch shows or whatever. And then, like, we go to bed, and it takes me, like, you know, 10 or 15 minutes to fall asleep, maybe 20 minutes. And, and I just, like, I just... I just lay there and I'm like, what the fuck am I doing in my life? I just, <laughs> I have this overwhelming sense Damn! that my 11 year old self is just deeply, deeply disappointed in me. And I don't know what to do. Cause about you're not it. a firefighter or you're, a race car driver. The, like what I don't, your 11 year old self is your 11 year old self is looking at the peanuts wallpaper. Peanuts. <laughs> Falling asleep in three minutes. Yeah, I think I'm, this is this is the most resonant thing every listener. Right now, I'm getting so many hearts on the live stream. People oh, like, my God. It's it's blowing up, man. isn't it? It's blowing up. God damn. So wait, what was, your, what was your two-minute drill? What was to your 11-year-old self. Oh, okay. Time! Time, everybody. All right, fellas. I think that, that was a, an interesting experiment of a show. That was a great experiment. <laughs> people enjoy it. Could be six weeks before the next show, so they'll like a good three-hour well, show. This, this show's evergreen. It's going to be great. <laughs> it is totally evergreen. I can't wait to hear what Maestro's got for us. So there being nothing else. And by the way, folks, think about endings. They're important. Sticking the landing in life is important. You, If you stick the landing, you can move on to something else. If you don't stick the landing, you lay awake and you wonder why your 11-year-old self hates you. This is the essential difference in life. Well, here's the thing. Yeah. I met you two guys, so I, I feel like I stuck the landing. Oh, absolutely. Oh, Jesus. So awesome. All right, Maestro. There being nothing else to discuss in a medium sort of way, on behalf of basketball legend and punk-ass bitch Matt Longley. <laughs> oh, damn it. I was that Maestro guy. bitch-ass punk Brian Hake. I'm Pete Brown, the big man on campus, saying good times, everybody. Good times. Good times. <laughs> Stuck it.
Sports Wednesday is produced by Blue Monkey Communications and features basketball legend Matt Longley, the maestro Brian Hake, and me, Pete Brown. Some music and sound effects from today's show came from the websites audionautics.com and freesound.org. Visit sportswednesday.com for complete attribution. You can follow us on Twitter at Sport Wednesday, that's Sport with no S, Wednesday, and on Instagram at Sports Wednesday. For more information about the board game Hoopsters, visit hoopsters.store, drop your email address in, and we'll keep you in the loop. Until next Wednesday, and on behalf of basketball legend Matt Longley and the maestro Brian Haig, I'm Pete Brown, the big man on campus, saying good times, everybody. Good times. Good times.